being here this morning on this episode number 214 rise up here on lfa tv we are running to the father we are running to the father and we are never ever ever standing still here on lfa tv we're never standing still as christians we're never standing still as fathers we're never standing still as american citizens and patriots we are always running to the father And that's where we get our answers. That's where we get our energy. That's where we get our courage. That's where we get our love, our passion. That's where we get our hugs. That's where we get our embrace. That's everything. That's the well, ladies and gentlemen. 
So thank you for joining me here on Rise Up here on LFA TV, rumble.com slash LFA TV. And if you're watching on the Rumble or Roku, I mean the Roku or Fire Stick app on the Rumble channel on your TV, thank you very much. We'd ask you to please jump on your phone or computer real quick and just give us a quick like and then go back to watching on the uh, the large TV in your homes. And definitely we encourage if it is nice out, not if it's freezing and snowing like in some people's homes right now, uh, open the windows in the morning. If you're driving down the road and it's nice out, open the windows. If you've got us on your phone and you're in the shopping market, uh, open your, uh, turn on your, your volume. Let the people hear the word of God. Let the people hear the music. Let the people know that there are people out there in this country who still believe in God because God is not dead, folks. He is surely, surely alive. So today's show, humble pie is the best pie. Humble pie is the best pie. I like apple pie. I like cherry pie, but humble pie is the best pie. And we're going to be talking about that today and much more here on Rise Up. But we are 12 minutes past the hour. And in the name of Yeshua, our Lord and Savior, otherwise known as Jesus, let's go to the Father in prayer and let's run to him now. Please remove your hats. TJ says, I love the Lord's embrace. Caramore says, I love music. Kalia said, yesterday I was told about how my brother-in-law is disrespectful to my mother-in-law. Please pray for her and us to be able to intervene on her behalf. Godly, positive manner. You looking all good and stuff, Jeremy Hanson. Well, thank you, Grammy Love. You are always looking beautiful in your picture that I see there as well. And I appreciate you joining in with me today. But let's go to the Lord now in prayer. Let's run to the Father. Father in heaven, we are running so fast to you. We are sprinting to you because we see the trouble and the trials going on around the world. And we know that while this is all going around, uh, all around us, uh, and while we must stay vigilant and aware, we must not lose focus of you. Just like Jesus told Peter, on those raging seas, do not lose focus. Stay focused on me and you'll be okay. And as soon as he lost focus, he was not okay. But Jesus plunged his hand into the water and pulled Peter back on that narrow path, pulled him back onto safety in the embracing arms of Jesus. And that is what we pray for today, Lord. We pray for us to be able to stay focused through all of these hard times, but also not only to stay focused, but show how we can be humble. And all of us can do better at this. All of us can do better at this. We ask today, Lord, that you serve us our portion of humble pie swallowed with pride and swallow that pride with that humble pie so that we can look at ourselves internally and know where we need to do better, but really know where we need to break down all of the pride of the world, even the subconscious pride that we don't even know we have and do something out of the ordinary today. Humble ourselves down to the point where somebody looks at you and is embarrassed by what you've done for them, that you are that humbled. We're going to talk about that today, and we need to humble ourselves like Jesus did when he washed the feet of the disciples. Please be with us, Lord. Please help guide us through the message today. Please help guide us through the word, and please help us humble ourselves today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You all know that all of us could do better at humbling ourselves, right? I mean... It's, it's, no, it's, no, it's no secret. It's not like there's anybody out there that is, is, is um, you know, better than anybody else. And I 
think that the ways of this world have taught us that if you humble yourself to the point where, like Jesus did, and wash the feet of the disciples, that it's almost like it is degrading yourself or embarrassing. So what I think we're going to do is we're going to go to the, uh, to the verse of the day today. And I titled today's verse of the day, like I said, humble pie is the best pie. Okay? We're going to open this up. And I'll just go right and dive right into it. I said, good morning. Who loves pie? As you can see, I love pie, right? Who loves pie? It's pretty obvious I do. The best pie is not the pie that you eat during holidays or special occasions. The best pie in the world is the kind that requires swallowing pride along with it. Ivanaser says, I've been angry a lot lately. Ivanaser, I know. I, 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 I was there for quite some time this year during these shows. I know what you mean. We're going to swallow pride today, and we're going to have some humble pie. Let's talk about it. Please open your Bibles to John 13, 5. Okay? John chapter 13, and please go to verse 5. As we have about 1,200 people watching, I'll encourage you to please give us a thumbs up and share the video and the link if you can. John 13, 5, we're going to read all the way through 17. It's a lot, I know, but let's get into it. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. I am in need for you to wash much more than my feet, but you will not wash my feet is what Peter must have been thinking. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. Because it was at that night that the devil entered Judas's heart, Judas Iscariot. That's what he's referring to. Now we're going to move to verse 12. So when he washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. And you say, well, for so I am. If then your Lord and your teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, 
I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he sent greater than he who sent him. You know these things. Blessed are you if you do them. Now, before I get to my writing about this verse, these verses, can I ask you, have you ever washed the feet of your friends or coworkers? I'm going to tell you the only feet that I've washed are of my children and my wife. I have never washed another's feet in my life. I have never washed Eli's feet. Eli works for me. By Jesus' example, I should wash Eli's feet to show him true humbleness and loyalty and friendship. I've never done that. And I can imagine if I asked him to do it, he would be embarrassed to let me do it. Have you done that? Grammy said, I did at a ladies' retreat. John and Sandy said, we actually did that in our youth group when I was a teenager. My dad and my kids, said Shivi. My friend washed her husband's feet at their wedding. What about somebody not close to you, like a husband or a wife? What about strangers? What about foreigners in your land? Not illegals, of course. They're here illegally. You see, you guys, Sinny says, yes, I have humbled, actually massaged for others in need. I've washed my mother's and sister's feet. Our church used to do that two times a year, says Nurse 1978. I've never done it. Not for people that I don't know and love and care about. And I think that as a congregation, a church should. I think a church should do that once or twice a month. Maybe new people that come to the church. I don't know. That might be a little bit too off-putting for them. But the fact of the matter is, folks, it is a very humble thing to do. And I want to write, read to you what I wrote. Can you imagine the setting here? I want you to close your eyes for a minute. Okay? I want you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to imagine being around your coworkers or even the people in your church. Can you imagine what people in your life would say if you asked them to truly wash their feet? It's looked at as degrading and embarrassing by the world around us and means that you are lower than someone else, at least by the world's description. In God's eyes, however, it's the most holy and amazing thing to do for the people around you. Jesus, who could call legions of angels of armies, humbled himself so much that he demonstrated that God, what God expects of us, and the disciples were astonished and couldn't believe what they were seeing. There was no way that they were going to allow someone that they knew was the Son of God to do this. And Jesus took offense to that. And taught them something very different. The scene, this scene here is a great example of how lost we are as a people. Then and now. So have some humble pie today. And do something out of the ordinary. Because it will please God. Be humble today and do something out of the ordinary. I'd like to thank new babies, news, uh, new buys girl, Eli. New buys girl. She gave us $20 for lunch today, you and I. And New York girl gave $20 for a donation and said good morning. Well, thank you both and good morning to both of you. I really appreciate that. Eli and I never really get to get out of the studio, so 
somebody pays for lunch for us, we like to, we like to do that. So thank you. We appreciate you. Seems like the light is glaring off me today. I'm blind. I am I am gleaming with light today. Like actual light, not the Holy Spirit. I'm gleaming with that too, but um Jennifer says we've been lost for a people forever. When will we be found? Well, I've been found. And I know you've been found. But as a people, we will never all be found. I think we know that. So, washing people's feet, being humble. I think all of us would say that we are humble people until we put ourselves up against Jesus' tests. And then we realize we're not as humble as we think. You know what I'd like to do, Eli? I would like to sit up town. And I'd like to have a sign and a basin. And I would like to say, have a sign say, can I wash your feet? And I would like to record it. And I would like to see how many people actually come up and let us wash their feet. Now, when the Pope did this for Muslims, the Pope wasn't doing this in my opinion, to be humble. He was doing it for a photo op. But I've been thinking about ways to publicly evangelize like Ray Comfort does, but in my own way. And I think demonstrations like that would be very powerful because it would be like putting the ball in their court. And I would clearly have a cross on the sign so that people would know what I mean. And, I would, and, 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 I, and I'm thinking about just saying, can I wash your feet? Allow me to please wash your feet. And I think people would know walking up exactly what it, it is a Christian, godly, Yeshua thing to do. And I think it would be a good experiment to see how many people would allow themselves to have somebody do this for them, a stranger. Now, Eli. There's a young man in our town, and Eli sees him when he goes home to work sometimes, who stands up town and courageously hands out Bibles, right, Eli? Jeremy, you know the health department will shut you down. No, they can't do that. They can't do that. It's just I'm, I'm cleaning something with water, but maybe they would. Maybe they would. Um, there's a young man who gives Bibles out in our town. You never know when he's going to be there. It's just he's there or he's not. And you're right, C. Gannon, I'd have to do it before snow falls. You're probably right about that. Um, or go somewhere where it's warm and do it. Um, but maybe I could get him to do it with me, Eli. Maybe I could get him to hand out Bibles with me while I wash people's feet. And again, not for attention. I just want to, I want to do an experiment for myself to, A, see what it feels like to do it for the right reason, and I want to be, see how many people would allow me to do it. And I think it would be a humbling experience for me. And I think I want to do that. So, yeah, I have a lot of ideas that I never end up doing. Um, let's pray that this is something that God is weighing on my heart right here in real time to do because I do want to feel what it feels like. Christians would get it, but would non-Christians? I guess it give the opportunity to explain. Well, see, that's what I'm hoping it would do. In the end... 
I'm hoping it would spark conversation, right? Because then you're kind of, you know, killing two birds with one stone. Sparking conversation and doing the act of eating humble pie. You know what I mean? Or be like the guy with the free hug sign. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly, he, he's doing it as, a, uh, as an opener of some sort, right? If you do that, Jeremy, make sure someone goes to protect you. Lots of bad people out there. Well, that is true. That is true. Great idea, but how will you do it for individual people and staying clean? Health department will be all over it. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. It's just a bucket of water. Somebody's allowed to take off their shoes in public if they feel like it. It's not that big of a deal, I wouldn't think. But I guess you're right. I guess we'll have to see. Because I think I want to do it now. But I bet you hardly anybody, I bet you nobody would sit down. I mean, I'd be surprised if anybody would. I'd be surprised. I think it should be personal to people you know. No, see, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying is the opposite. I want to do it for people I don't know. I've already done it for people I know. Maybe not everybody like Eli or somebody like that, but you know what I mean? Like, I want to do it, I want to do it for strangers. I want to see, I'm not saying it should or shouldn't be personal. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is what I want to do. I want to do it for strangers. I want to see what it would be like. So I guess we'll see where that goes. Um, but getting back to it. You'll be all right, Jeremy. You don't live in California, someone said. Yeah, we don't have too many people up here in the live free or die state crying about things. Um, (laughs) As long as you're not getting paid, you should be fine. Use jugs of water. I would. I definitely would. I definitely would. Um, So anyway, I also wrote, what is your favorite pie? This is what I wrote in the description. Apple or pumpkin, cherry or rhubarb. Well, if you want to know what my actual favorite real pie is, I think it would be strawberry rhubarb but uh god wants us to enjoy humble pie the most uh and we should because being humble is more than we think even if we think we're humble i Noah guy who gave us an example on how to serve and eat humble pie and his name was yeshua jesus christ of nazareth there is a catch though it comes with swallowing pride along with it it comes along with swallowing pride along with it can you do it Because I have a lot of pride that I have to swallow throughout my life. And sometimes I think, man, I've swallowed all my pride. And then something happens and I go, wow, guess I didn't. I guess we were a lot worse than we thought we were before we were saved. Because there's a lot of saving to continue uh, to save. But anyway, I have a a few videos to show you. But I want to read from One Minute Prayer for Dads as we're now 29 minutes past the hour. And I want to read from Affirming Touch is is the, um, Affirming Touch is the title. And it's going to be from Luke 8.44. So if you've got your Bibles, please open up to the New Testament. Open up to Luke and go to chapter 8. And we're going to go to verse 44. All right? She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. What a, what a powerful episode of The Chosen that was. Remember that? That was powerful. I cried a lot during that episode. And immediately her discharge of blood ceased. Showing affection through appropriate touch as in maybe even showing somebody that kind of love and affection of washing their feet even, is yet another way for dads to affirm their children. Learn which of your children respond to specific forms of touch, and when a child resists a hug or a kiss, don't force it. Start small with that child, perhaps a simple touch to the cheek or a rub on the head. Invite your small children into your lap frequently, but again, don't force it. Let appropriate touch become a natural part of how you show affection. Now, me, 
How my my love language is touch. I am constantly hugging, kissing, squeezing anything I can. I'm a touchy kind of guy, squeezing your cheeks. A lot of people in my family don't like that. Uh, a couple do, but um, you know, I understand that very much. Lord, this woman had suffered for many years, and merely by touching Jesus's garment, she was healed. That's what touch does. It heals. She was healed. Appropriate touch shows my kids that I love them. A pat on the back, a hug, a tussling of the hair, a goodnight kiss, all valid ways to show my infection. Affection. Did I say infection? We don't want that. Remind me, Lord, when such an affirmation is in order, there doesn't need to be a reason. It's just random. Silent signal that I love them. Silent signals that I love them. I would have uh, a ticklish. If I, my feet are ticklish. Yeah, mine are too. Mine are too. Um, and I want to read from God Moments for Men, uh, Peace in Your Heart. Because again, folks, if you're doing humble things like this, pleasing God out of the ordinary things that are not of this world, that are of heaven, that are of God, you're going to find that peace that we've been talking about here on LFA TV for so long. And I want to thank CQ. She's been putting some great verses about humility in the chat. Great, great verses. Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Jeremy, make gift bags with hygiene and water and gift cards with blankets to give people that day you saw a child, you could give them a bag. That is true because Ray Comfort does that. He gives gift cards and things like that for people who, you know, engage. That's a good idea. Great idea. And little verse cards, too, as well. I wish we all had the understanding that would bring peace to the world. That would be ideal. But will man ever totally get to that kind of understanding? I mean, if we can't comprehend the peace God has and emanates into all he does, then how could we possibly expect the, that understanding that would bring peace to the world? The thing that I can do something about is being satisfied, happy, and content. That is a peace that I can achieve, a peace in the heart and soul that will sustain me until the day that I get to see my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, face to face. Unfortunately, being content is a constant struggle I face. I'm always wanting something new or feeling that somehow my life could be better. I know I've had moments of peace that touched me deeply throughout my life, like when a child touches my heart, meeting and marrying my wife, helping those less fortunate, or realizing how God blessed me when my wife survived a stroke. That's why I keep striving to feel peace through God. Helen Keller, I do not want the peace that passeth understanding. I want the understanding which bringeth peace. Talk about something to complain about in life, huh? Talk about something that she could have complained about in life and decided not to, huh? I got some videos I'd like to show you. And the first one I want to show you goes back to our founding fathers. George Washington, the first Republican, Abraham Lincoln who freed the slaves, and many more throughout time, our leaders, our presidents. 
Do you want to know that our early presidents, do you know what they thought about God? First of all, the entire Constitution, Bill of Rights, Federalist Papers, and everything is derived and inspired from the Bible, just so you know, that everything that you live every day is in a Christian nation, whether you like it or not. But they knew that without God, we could not be a nation. They knew without God that we would die as a nation. They knew that separated from God, there's no way we could exist. And I want to play a video for you, if we could pop this on the screen, side by side, or just on the screen there. Yeah, perfect. Roll this. Three presidents of the United States. The first president, George Washington. It's impossible to govern this nation correctly without the word of God. That came out of the mouth of the first president of the United States. It is impossible to govern this nation without the word of God. George Washington might have known something. Abraham Lincoln, here's what he said about the Bible. This great book, it's the best book God gave to mankind. If it were not for God, we would not be able to know right from wrong. Theodore Roosevelt, he said, a thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. A thorough, a deep knowledge, understanding of the word of God is more valuable than a college education. And a quote, three... There you go. Those are what our founding fathers, George Washington, and then further presidents all the way up through Teddy Roosevelt, those are the opinions that they held. And look at us now. Look at us now. Now, while 60, I think 8% of the country still identifies as a Christian, they're not practicing Christians. If they were, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Jeremy, a family day at Soup Kitchen would be a service too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Definitely do that in your communities. Trump is a lot like old Teddy. Well, Jeff Hoff, it's, it's funny you say that because my first favorite president is Donald Trump. My second favorite president was Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, talk about taking a bullet and continuing your campaign speech. And he was a populist, too. He was a populist like Donald Trump. He really wasn't a, uh, you know, he really didn't get into the political crap. You know, he was an outdoorsman, you know, just a man's man. And I love that. But that's what our founding fathers thought. Okay? And now I want to play a video for you about how God even humbled himself. So we know that Jesus is God incarnate, right? Jesus is God in the, excuse me, in the flesh. So we know that God exists as three in one, like an egg. Yolk, whites, shell. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three parts in one. I know a lot of people have a hard time understanding that, but it's not hard to understand. Now, a lot of Muslims will tell you and have this question, and I, and I have a bunch of videos on this, but this was my favorite one. Why does Jesus pray to God if he is God? That doesn't make sense to the non-Christian. That doesn't make sense to the Muslim. But here's what I'm going to show you. God even prayed to Jesus. God prayed to and gave praise to Jesus as the one I am. Now, if God can humble himself to praise his son, Jesus, when God the Father is the all, even God knows when the end times are going to be. Jesus doesn't even know that. But again, that might bring some confusion. Then how is it three and one? A lot of people are just very confused on that. I get it. 
I get it. Got to do some research. You got to get into the word of, the, uh, of, 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 of God to understand it even more fully than I'm explaining it to you right now. But I'd like to play this video for you right now. I'm going to get my headphones on. Because this will take you to the book of Hebrews that tells you that even God prayed to Jesus. Listen to this. This will blow your mind. On screen. Then how come then, yeah? Jesus, yeah? yeah? How come Jesus is always praying to God? But oh. God never prays to Jesus. No! See, Bob, you don't know what you're talking about because God does pray to Jesus, Bob. Bob, that's your objection? God so does show pray it to me. Yeah, I will show it to you. Just be patient, but let me break it down for you, Bob, because I love you, Bob. <laughs> now, you agree prayer. Prayer is praising, glorifying, and speaking to God, right? Yes. Well, yeah. Hebrews 1, 8 to 12. The Father prays to the Son, Bob. <laughs> Hebrews 1, 8 to 12, Bob. Right. Okay. Praise. Hold praise. On, hold on, Bob. Don't change the subject. Hebrews 1, I'm 8 not. to 12. God the Father prays to the Son because He glorifies the Son. He praises the Son for being the God who created heaven and earth. <laughs> but of the Son, He says, of the Son, He says, He says to the Son. Are you seeing that first line, Bob? Yeah, yeah. He, the Father, says to the Son, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God... Your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, this is the Father speaking to the Son. He says, you are the Lord, laid the foundations of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like a robe. You will roll them up like a garment. They'll be changed, but you are the same, and your years will not have no end. So, Bob, in verses 8 to 12, the Father speaking to the Son. He says to the Son, you are the God who reigns forever. Then how come then, yeah? Jesus, yeah. yeah. How come Jesus is always praying to God? But oh. God never prays to Jesus. No. So there you go. So if God can humble himself, the creator of all everything, to praise to, pray and give praise to the son who is part of him, that's pretty humble. That's an example. That's an example showing the son how to be humble. And then the son brings and shows the human, us, his children, what his father taught him. Monkey see, monkey do, right? Same thing in our lives. Our, our, fa- our children will do as we do, not as we say. So the father humbles himself enough to show an example to the son how to do it. Here on earth, the son takes that information and shows us. Incredible. Incredible. Now, somebody asked, is scripture not allowed in the chat? Scriptures are allowed in the chat. Links aren't. And I'm going to tell you why. There is an account going around on our videos, on the comment sections below our videos, called LFA TV or LFA underscore TV. That is not us. And they're scamming people. And they're getting people's personal information and their phone numbers. Okay? One thing you need to know is, LFA TV, anybody here will never ask you your phone numbers or any personal information in comment sections. Just won't happen, okay? And the reason why we don't allow links in this section is because you never know who they're going to be from, and a lot of people are even pretending to be some of you. A lot of people are making accounts to look exactly like your accounts with one little thing. Like Philly Kid, it might be Philly underscore Kid. So then you post something, people think that it's legit, they click it, and they got a virus in their computer. That is why we do not allow links in the chat. 
Now we have 1,500 people watching right now. If you could all do me the kind favor of sharing and rumbling, we would appreciate you, okay? Now, I've got a great testimony video to show you. This blew my mind this morning. Roll it. Watch this video with me. This guy's testimony is super scary. 1134. Kind of scary. Let's go ahead and play it. Tell me something God did in your life personally to prove he exists. When I was 18, I kept seeing the number 1134 over and over for months. And I realized the number 1134 is hell when you flip it upside down. So I shouted out to God, hell? You're going to send me to hell? Well, you killed my dad. You killed one of my best friends. I don't care if I live or die. So I don't really think you're a good God. And I really don't care if I go to hell. After that, I fell asleep and had a dream that I died and I was standing in a room lit up by torches. And a man walked up to me and looked me right in the eyes and said, I don't know you. And then he shoved my head through the floor. The screams that I heard, the heat that I felt, and the images that I saw, I truly do not wish on my worst enemy. Then my head got pulled back up through the floor and I woke up from my dream to see my alarm clock flashing 1134. Go ahead and try to tell me how all that's just a coincidence and I'm crazy. Watch this video with... Wow. Wow. He kept having dreams about this time, 1134. 1134. 1134. And he kept having dreams about this number and about God and hell and the devil. And he literally screamed at God and said, I don't... You took my brother. You took my family members. You took... I'm No, no. I don't believe in God, don't care. And if that's where I'm going to be is with you. And after you took everybody, I don't want to be with you. I don't care if I go to hell. Big deal. So he went to bed that night and had a dream that some man walked up to him while he was in a room full of torches and said, I never knew you and shoved his head through the floor. How scary is that? Shoved his head through the floor and showed him hell, gave him a glimpse of hell. And when he woke up in sweats from that nightmare, his time on his clock was 11.34, and upside down, that means hell. That spells hell. God works miracles every day. We just don't see him every day. Do you understand the significance of that testimony? And now he's saved. I got another video to show you here. There was a guy... Um, you guys probably all know the, the, the YouTube star, Mr. Beast, right? Well, if you don't know who he is, he's the biggest YouTube star in the world. He makes hundreds of millions of dollars. He gives away a lot of stuff. He's not a bad guy. And he was a Christian at one time. I don't, th- I don't know if he is or don't, not sure if he is or whatever. But Mr. Beast um, had a producer. And that producer ended up finding out that he was... Um, we found out that the producer or the people that was in the show working with him, I should say, like, the, like the, one of the people that had been there from the beginning was a trans. And, when, and Mr. Beast never, ever, ever decided to acknowledge it. Never decided to acknowledge it at all. Um, then there's another guy on YouTube that you probably know, a big guy named Logan Paul, who's now a boxer. Well, Logan Paul was a big, huge um, YouTube star, still is today, and got his own podcast as well. Now, he also had a producer and a friend, somebody that was on the show with him, somebody that talked on the mic with him, and this guy actually was a Christian, okay? His name was uh, George Janko, okay? 
And um, George actually came out on the uh, Logan Paul podcast talking about God very heavily one day. Put it this way, Logan Paul no longer has George Jenko as his producer. So you've got one guy who failed to acknowledge anything and done and did what was right to his fans and to his people. A lot of kids watch him and embrace this tranny, embrace the transsexual and allows him to still stay on the show. As soon as Logan Paul found out that George Jenko was a Christian, I mean, and, and not he knew he was a Christian, but when he started preaching on the show, all of a sudden George wasn't there no more, right? So there's your, uh, there's your you know, people that seek fame um, on, on these platforms. Um, they'll, they'll seek fame as long, as long as they can, and they'll do anything that they have to do to keep that fame unless God shows up. And then they don't want anything to do with him. Well, George Jenko now has his own podcast. And it's all about Christ. He said, fine, you don't want me here no more. I don't want to be here no more. I'm not going to go where I am railroaded every day, where I'm picked on for my faith. And he went and started his own. And I thought he had a great video here about Jonah. And he drew a comparison between Jonah and Jesus that I never, ever drew. And I thought it was amazing. And I just wanted to share it to you. Uh, So let's go ahead and pop him on the screen. This is George Janko, folks. Story of Jonah. So Jonah got eaten by a big fish to go save the Assyrians. And Jonah was at the very bottom of the boat because he was so much pain in his heart because God said, get up, go save the people of Nineveh. But he was like, no, I don't want to do that. They're terrible people. But God had a plan for those evil people. So he goes, go. And so he lays at the very, very bottom of the boat and he's crying and he's sleeping at the bottom of the boat. So when the disciples now future are on the boat, where's Jesus? Jesus is at the very bottom of the boat and he's sleeping because he's fulfilling every prophecy that we did wrong. So he's at the bottom of the boat and he's sleeping. Simon Peter wakes him up and he goes, we're going to die. We're going to die. These waves are huge. They watched this man do miracles already. They've already seen him do everything the same way that you've done in your life. But there's moments where waves come at you and you're like, yo, life is getting crazy. I feel like I can't breathe. I'm underwater. And God says, what faith do you have? Come. So he goes onto the water and Peter's on the water. So when he's walking, he fell. But if you read the scripture, he says, quickly, Jesus reached out and grabbed them. So Peter was right here on the water and Jesus was right here. The times are going to get really crazy in life. They're going to go all over the place. But if you keep yourself near Christ, those waves will flatten and you could walk on them. Do you know this? I love it. I love it. I love what George Janko decided to do. I think he got given an ultimatum by Logan Paul. It says basically, we're not going to do this on, on, on uh, I think his show is called uh, Impulsive. Paul, Logan Paul, Impulsive, right? And uh, man, this man said, fine, I'm going to go do my own show. And he went and did his own show and did his own podcast. The great thing about that was that parallel that he drew between Jesus and Jonah. I never knew that. I never even thought about that. But wow, fulfilling every prophecy that we got wrong. Fulfill. I mean, just uh, if, if there's not a more. Look, folks. I desperately want to live like Jesus. And I desperately want to be a humble man. So much to the point when somebody gives me a compliment, it almost feels off-putting nowadays. When somebody gives me a compliment, it's, oh, because of you, this happened. Or, Jeremy, because of you, I came to Christ. I don't want that compliment. Not that I'm not saying that I don't want it from you. you your compliment or your, your um, opinion of me, whether it's I helped you come to Christ or whether it's delivering the news or, or whether we had a fight and then we made up and, and whatever it is, I have a hard time taking the compliment. And I think the reason why I have a hard time keeping the, taking the compliment is because I know that I'm, without Christ, I'm nothing. I'm, I am the biggest piece of trash that I know without Christ. And I could say that because I lived there. 
and I was living, you know, I lived with myself. But I also don't want to not be gracious. I don't want to, I don't want to show grat. I don't want to not show gratitude. And I don't want to not say thank, you know, thank you. So I do. I accept it. I say, oh, thank you very much, but let's give all glory to God. I will accept the accomplish or the, uh, the, the, the nice words. I'll accept the, uh, the, the compliments. I'll accept the whatever. But I always want to immediately give it to God because I just don't think that I'm capable of doing anything without him. You know what I mean? He's my lifeline. He's my life alert. He's everything. Um, just amazing. You're right, Jennifer. Be gracious and accept it. There you go. And that's exactly right. You have to be. But at the same time, you also want to give all glory to God. And you want to make it known that you're giving that glory to God. If somebody says, oh, thank you very much. You're very kind. You say, well, you know, God made me that way. Thank you very much for the compliment. You always want to interject God because without God, you are not that person. You aren't that gracious, kind, loving, accepting, joyful person. You're just not. You can't be. You just can't be. You might be a decent person as far as standards on earth are concerned, but you're not decent in God's eyes, not without Jesus. That's why we need him. C. C. Gannon, is it your birthday today, by the way? I think I saw that. The more I talk about Jesus and God, more strength I get, and it's because of Rise Up. Thank you, Jeremy and Eli. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I always say it wasn't me, it was God, says Katie63. Judy says, Jeremy, you are right. A part of God, we can do nothing. That's right. Apart from God, we can do nothing. Uh, Conservative says, Jeremy, I've used your sermons to get me through until I find church in my area. I will continue to listen to you after I find when you've humbled me where I never thought I could be humbled. Well, I'd like to say the same thing. I'd like to give you that thank you. You guys have humbled me to where I never thought I could be humbled either. I mean, I, I, think, I think this journey of Jesus that I'm on, this journey with Jesus has become your journeys as well. And it's really great. I mean, we all have our individual journeys. Don't get me wrong. But we're all on a journey together as well. Um, Jonah was Peter's father? What? No. Oh. Now, I know that maybe he had a father named Jonah, but not that Jonah right the timelines don't add up do they let's see Peter was a Jewish fisherman in Bethsaida he was named Simon the son of man named Jonah or John so I guess there's some speculation that he might or that he could have been but there's nothing that that states that now I want to go look into that. That's I've never, I've never heard that. Uh, C. Gannon, 65th birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, C. Gannon. Happy birthday to you. Uh, Jeremy 34, six on page, uh, 1111 Babylonian army takes Jerusalem. That could be, um, uh, never read that in context before. Yeah, I've never heard. I mean, I've, I know there's a lot of people, it, it, you got to really line up the timelines, I guess the timelines. And then unless it, uh, unless it unequivocally says it in the Bible, then I guess you're left to speculation. I've never even heard that, but I thought Jonah was way before Peter. I mean, chronologically, that doesn't make sense. People weren't living to be 900 years old in the day of Peter and the day of the disciples. So I just don't think that, I mean, I don't know the exact timelines, but the, my, my immediate, thought processes wasn't Jonah way before Peter 
I mean, I think it was way before, right? <laughs> now, maybe lineage, maybe lineage, but not, not, not the father. You're talking Old Testament and New Testament. The timelines just don't add up. But pretty cool. Um, all right, I want to read from one more pass or one more book here, and then we'll go to some great music to 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 close out. But this is um, from the Bible Promise Book for mornings and evenings, the Christian Life. Okay, uh, three John one through three says it gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling you, telling how you continue to walk in it, right. Philippians 4.1, my dear brothers and sisters, I love you and want to see you. Like, I can't wait until we all meet at the ark. I love you and I want to see you. You bring me joy and make me proud of you. So stand strong in the Lord as I have told you. Philippians 4.1. Being a Christian means so much more than just believing in the existence of Christ. I mean, even the devil believes in the existence of Christ, Right? Even Muslims believe in the existence of Christ. Many people believe in Christ, but they can consciously remove him from their hearts and minds. As Christian people, we need to keep God close by us. And the only way that I know how to do that, folks, is reading the word throughout the day. It's the only way I, I can tell you how to do it. Be with me, O Lord. Plant yourself firmly in my thoughts and never let me turn away from you. Amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today wasn't a very emotional show. Today was a very powerful show because being humble is what it's all about. And that humble pie, we could all do wonders in our lives if we ate it a little bit more often. Maybe swallowed that pride and then chased it with some humble pie. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, this show actually gave me a lot of thought today i'm i'm thinking about ways that i can um be like jesus in my everyday life but also outside of the ordinary outside the box like i said standing uh, sitting up down with a basin of water and saying can i wash your feet um i think any way that you can bring conversation into the mix that has to do with god yahweh yeshua jesus in heaven our lord and savior the holy spirit that's with us here on earth i think anytime you can challenge somebody's mind or heart to open up and listen to the word of God no matter how you do it that's what God wants you to do so be clever you know the world is deceived very easily and the devil deceives the world every day so be clever around all of this deception find new ways to get people to break down those walls and listen just have a conversation because if you can speak the word of God to them, it is like a sword that cuts through butter. As long as you can give the word to them, then they have the ability to accept Jesus Christ into their hearts. And that's all we have to do. So ladies and gentlemen, eat some humble pie. Okay? Swallow that pride. And do something out of the ordinary today and then do it again tomorrow. And show people how you would love to serve them as Jesus served us. God bless you guys. Thank you. Sean Farish comes up next with Ungoverned. 
and I'll see you at 11 for Live from America. Thanks for being here. See you later. You saw my condition How to plan from the start You were sung for redemption The price of my heart And I don't have a contact For that kind of love